0: Uh, got the podcast fully edited and about to upload before the news came through that it looks like Bradley Beal is being traded to the Suns for Chris Paul, Landry Shamet, some seconds and some pick swaps. So in the podcast, Mike and I touch on this for a while. Talk about potential trades there. I make fun of the Wizards for maybe trading Beal for basically Landry Shamet. Now the, the trade's on a little bit of a holdup. While well, they look for a third team to route Chris Paul to. To potentially put him on a contender and get a few extra pieces. I don't know what that third team could be. I don't know who thinks Chris Paul has anything left in the tank. The only possibility is the Lakers maybe. Seems like someone that LeBron... Could be talking to management to try to get him to come in. But the big news is that in the next few days, as it gets finalized, we will have a big three in Phoenix of Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, and Bradley Beal. I don't know how scary of a big three that is. It's a lot of scoring. Uh, obviously, Devin Booker and Kevin Durant are excellent generational players. Bradley Beal, I'm not as high on, so we'll see. I don't really know what that's going to look like, but maybe it'll look more like what Bradley Beal was doing in the John Wall days when he had to play off-ball a lot more. Obviously, Phoenix doesn't need an on-ball guard to play for them, so moving on from Chris Paul was probably the right idea. Kind of the domino pieces we'll see fall in the next few days, I think, are that we could potentially see an Ayton trade. I mean they're paying him a lot of money and they they don't have much depth. You know, they kind of have a an insane top lineup now where they could play something along the lines of Beal, Durant, Booker, maybe Booker as the three, Beal as the two, Cameron Payne as the, the point guard, Durant as the four and, and Aiden as the five. I mean, it doesn't even matter who you put at the point guard there. They're you know, the I guess the best case scenario there is to get someone who can play some shutdown defense. But I think that we probably see some other dominoes fall. Uh, the new owner syndrome that Matt Ishpia has going on is really getting kind of nuts now. And I don't think it's going away anytime soon. I wouldn't be surprised if we see an 8-in trade for another transcendent offensive piece. I mean, hell, at this point. I wouldn't be blown away if we saw a Zion trade to Phoenix somehow. But the Wizards don't look like they got much in the time being. Uh, In about 40 minutes or so, maybe it's a little less than that, in this podcast you'll hear me make a joke about how the Wizards are basically turning Beal into Landry Schammett. And that's kind of what happened. But I think this is one of those that we need to sit back and wait for all the information to come out. Because if the Wizards manage to route Chris Paul somewhere else to some contender, be it, I don't know, the Clippers, the Lakers, the Heat just kind of has like a Heat feeling to him. Uh, I could, you know, see the Knicks. I know they have Brunson, but they have a lot of pieces and... Chris Paul is the kind of guy that you can talk yourself into coming in to be the leader of your team. But anyways, if, if we see the Wizards route Chris Paul somewhere else in the next few days, this trade could end up looking pretty good for them. It's really hard to tell right now because right now it looks like they had nothing. I mean, and some of it was that Beal had the the all the power in the negotiation. He could shut down anything. I mean, that's why it came out that they were talking to the Heat and to Phoenix because those are the places that he said he would go you couldn't offload Beal to Portland if Beal didn't want to go you couldn't offload Beal to the Timberwolves if Beal didn't want to go so yeah uh enjoy the podcast and hold out on on tweeting your negative sentiments until we know what's going on with Chris Paul Gentlemen, you don't have enough talent to win on talent alone. Hello and welcome to the Talent alone podcast, the only podcast brought to you by a wheel. I am your host, Adam. And with me, my co-host and co-founder of talent alone, Mike, Mike,
1: how are you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, been a lot of championships uh handed out since the last time we we talked and i cannot wait to talk about the buffalo bandits recapturing uh their spot as the national lacrosse league champion all right so how'd your gambling go this week mike (laughs) (laughs) oh man over the weekend just lost a lot of money on the belmont uh a lot of money on the rbc the belmont Dude, it's, we're, in, we're in the dark time, okay? There's not a lot to bet on. Like, all my bets this weekend are all golf on the U.S. Open.
0: Okay. But you were betting horse racing in the middle of the NBA playoffs and Stanley Cup run, so I don't know why you're pretending it's the dark times.
1: Not sure. I came up, I had a nice six-leg parlay. Um, no such thing. That I came up short on for the last game in the NHL. Oh, I said NHL. In the last game of the Stanley Cup. Uh, the thing that I missed was I bet under six and a half goals.
0: Yeah, saw that. Remember that? Uh, And that was dead pretty early on as Vegas put up nine goals. Yeah. Well, (sighs) hey, you know what? I was going to segue straight up, but I'll give you the choice. You want to start talking about Stanley Cup or you want to start by talking about the NBA?
1: Oh, boy. Tough choices. Can I defer to you?
0: I guess so. I don't see why not. I does I, not like I, rules and shit.
1: <laughs> I defer.
2: All right, let's start by talking about the NBA then. Let's uh let's put twenty minutes on the clock. All right, twenty minutes on the clock. All right, Mike.
0: Our NBA champions are the Denver Nuggets with Nikolai Jokic getting the Finals MVP. Uh, let's start with a a quick question
2: for you here. Is this the start of a dynasty? I'm gonna say no. Well, I'm leaning They're towards. I'm leaning towards no. Their only major
0: free agent is Bruce Brown, who has a player option for six million that I assume he'll opt out of to go get fucking
1: paid. So, first thing I do want to say, since you said the man's name, Bruce Brown, underrated. Dude makes big plays in crunch time.
0: Yeah, I was thinking that. I you know during like game three or four, I was thinking that it's just insane that. People keep signing Bruce Brown to, like, basement deals, and then he's awesome.
1: Yeah, like, I remember when he was in uh, Brooklyn, and, like, the Knicks would play him. There'd always, like, be a game during the season where we'd be, like, trying to come back, and then Bruce Brown would hit, like, a dagger three or something in the fourth, and he'd be like, seriously? Bruce fucking Brown? Yeah. They went, they went through stretches where they weren't really playing him
0: either. I guess mm-hmm. they didn't need him. I mean, he's he's a good, like, Aaron Gordon backup. Uh, Mm -hmm. but they they went through stretches during the playoffs where they weren't really playing him. So the question is like, is this confirmation bias? Do we just think Bruce Brown is great? So when he's great, we're like, see, Bruce Brown is great. We don't notice when he's bad or is he always great. And Mike Malone was just sitting him for a while. I think he's always great. All right. Uh, (laughs) So so the I know know it's very on brand to the, the Denver Nuggets. Just won an NBA championship and for us not to talk about them. But mm-hmm. I did want to bring up something uh, to you while, while we're here.
2: What do the Heat do now? So I think it was very clear that the Cinderella run
1: ran out. And as much as we love to talk about uh, Kayla Martin and Gabe Vincent and Max Strews, I just don't think they're going to win a title with those guys as starters. Kyle Lowry is not Kyle Lowry anymore. So I think obviously they are looking for another piece to pair with Jimmy. Um, Jimmy Bam and someone else to make a big three. Yeah, kind of. But I think a big three where Jimmy's obviously the big one. And then you got two really strong guys behind him. Um, because, I mean, I know you said not talking about the Denver Nuggets, but I mean, the Denver Nuggets were just the best team all playoffs. That's yeah. what this was. I mean, there was no team. I think the only team that had. Something that could have been an answer for Jokic were the Bucks because they had Giannis.
0: Oh, I mean the Lakers with Anthony Davis, but That's true. The Denver just looked better than the Lakers. I mean they swept him. It was a close, it was as close as you can get with a sweep. But even going up against LeBron and Anthony Davis, Denver just looked better. I don't know not that to- you were doing anything about Jokic.
1: Yeah, not to go like totally off a different direction from your question, but I really feel like this cements that like the era of, I don't want to say like a super team, but of like getting a big three or like a, like two big, like mega stars is kind of done. Like you had Giannis a couple years ago, which it was Giannis who was like the superstar MVP. And then you had some like stars behind him. I think it was kind of similar with Jokic, and then even last year that Warriors team, Curry was the star. Clay wasn't the same Clay. Dre wasn't the same Dre. So it was superstar Steph Curry, and then a really strong supporting cast.
0: Yeah, it was it was superstar Steph Curry, and the second best player on their team was Andrew Wiggins.
1: Yeah, who like all of a sudden became like a, like rebounding machine. Maple Jordan, baby. <laughs> Maple Jordan. Yeah, and so I I that's why I say like I think you got to find like another like, number two to go with Jimmy and really, like, fill out that roster to try to fill some holes. I mean, I don't want to discount, like, Jamal Murray. Um, He finally looked like bubbled Jamal Murray again. Like, it looked like he's finally back at, like, 100% after that injury and looked really good, especially in the finals. But, I mean, Jokic is just such a level above him.
0: Yeah, but Jokic might be the best player in the league, so it's hard to say that there's anyone who could be a good number two with him.
1: Yeah, I mean, he is the best player in the league. I I would totally... What he does is unreal, and similar to Giannis, he is just a unicorn, because you look at him and you're like, it makes no sense, but the dude does everything, and he makes people around him so much better.
0: So, can I propose some uh, some Heat trades to you? Yes. First off, I don't have a trade set up for this, but there's serious talk now between the Wizards and the Heat for Beal. That doesn't make any sense to me.
1: Did you see the shams info?
0: No. What shams?
1: So shams. Uh, Sharania. Yes. Uh, baby watch. He or baby Woj. I'm sorry.
0: You can go and watch. Yeah, and Asky, had and Asky, Whatever.
1: He reported that two teams have recently had talks with the Wizards. One being uh, the Heat and the possible uh, trade packages. Were or the possible trade package that he reported was Lowry, Robinson, and multiple firsts for Beal.
0: Yeah, I guess that's what the Wizards would want, right? Is just a bunch of first round picks. But first round you...
1: picks and expiring contracts.
0: Yeah, which well, Robinson is not an expiring contract. Um, neither one of those guys are. They both have a couple years left. Would you, you, could you could want... buy out
1: Lowry? I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, you could buy out Lowry. Would you want Beal next to Jimmy? And then Tyler Hero. I guess you could play Tyler Hero as a six-man, but still, it's like,
2: that's a lot of dribbling the fucking air out of the ball.
1: Yeah, I don't, how much do you want to go into the Beal thing now? Do you want to talk more about the finals or just
2: Be yeah, it up? I mean,
0: we're, we're a little behind the eight ball in the finals just because of when we're recording. Yeah, All, all the final stakes have been said. Uh, I think the Nuggets are probably going to at least compete. For the finals next year, I don't know if we can call them a dynasty yet. That was just a fun headline. But I, since I want to talk heat trades, we might as well start with Beal and then go into my <laughs> trade machine shit I put
1: together. Okay, so the last thing I do want to say is I'm really glad about, you know, the finals in Denver is that I'm really glad we didn't get to that point with Jokic where we're like, he's like, one of the best players in the world, but will he ever win the title? Does he need to go to a different team? Does he have the help around him? Like, we almost got there. We kind of got there with Giannis, and then they finally won the title and, like, got that off his back. But I'm just glad we're not getting to that ridiculous line of of questions for Jokic in Denver. You know what's
0: weird about that, too, is that when we did it with Giannis, Giannis was 26. Jokic is 28. Like, we gave Jokic two more years to do it without giving him as much shit.
1: I think if you play in a smaller market, you get a little more time.
0: You're right. And obviously you, you're talking about a tiny market like Denver versus a juggernaut. Right. Like I sh- Milwaukee.
1: I shouldn't, yeah, I shouldn't say, well, both those teams, I feel like the Giannis talk didn't ramp up to like LeBron and Cleveland levels or anything. Um, Another
0: giant say, market, Cleveland.
1: Right. And I guess I shouldn't say, all right, you're a good point. And I should also say Denver's not a tiny market. It's a huge city, but it's a, much, it's a much less popular NBA team.
0: Not LA or New York. Exactly. Uh, the right. other... Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go uh, ahead.
1: I was just going to help you with the transition and say the other team that Shams reported is the Phoenix Suns. And he said there was two possible trade packages out there. One was Aiton in some cap filler for Beal or CP3 in Landry Shammott for Beal
0: just just Shamit, it and, and cp3
1: and yeah no picks no that's not i mean of course according to what uh has said i don't know why basically what they're getting back there is because by the time if you think like a timeline of a rebuild cp3 will be gone and he's also like kind of at the end of his career anyway so you'd be getting Shamit for beal basically that one makes no sense I mean, you get out of the Beal contract,
0: but yeah, you're trading for you're trading for Landry Shamit. Fucking wild.
1: <laughs> How many times it. has Landry Shamit been like a piece added onto a trade? Not as many as uh, Covington. Beals. Oh yeah, dude. Everybody wants Roko for the playoffs. You know,
0: everyone used to want Roko. Now no one wants Roko.
1: It's all Roko and uh, what's his face? He was on the Heat. He was on uh, uh, Jake Crowder. Crowder,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so since we're we're ten minutes in to talking about the NBA finals, and we start talking about Jay Crowder and <laughs> Roko, mm-hmm. Robert Covington, uh, let's go back and talk about Heat trades. So I, I, I'm gonna I have three of these trades set up, and I want to get your your temperature on all three of them as we go through, and then I want you to pick your favorite. Shoot. So the first one I have here is the Dame trade. So Portland would get Kyle Lowry, Tyler Hero, Jovich, and Udonis Haslam, as well as a 23, number
2: 18, and 24 first. And the Heat would get Dame and Nasir Little. Your thoughts? Uh, that was Lowry.
0: Lowry, Hero, Jovich, Haslam. Which Jovich and Haslam are just filler for for money uh number 18 this year and the the heat's 24 first Uh, in the heat get damon to see a little
1: is that 24 first protected anyway i
0: don't know sure
1: uh if i'm portland i don't hate it I agree that I think Hero could be a big piece of a trade for the Heat because, I mean, they just made it to the finals without him, but he was he put up some good numbers in the regular season, so I think you can definitely sell someone on Hero, especially because he's younger. Um, I don't think, the reason why I don't think this one would ever happen is because you included, you know, player coach Udonis Haslam.
0: Yeah, but what if they send Haslam, then they just buy out Haslam, and then he goes and actually joins the Heat as a coach.
1: Okay, yeah, that's a possibility. I don't hate that trade.
0: Uh, what else you got? All right, my second one's a three-teamer. So we have the New Orleans Pelicans receiving Lowry Oladipo, the Hornets' number two pick this year, the Hornets' 25 first, pick number 18 from the Heat, and the Heat's 24 first-rounder. So to go through those picks again, this year – they, the uh, Pelicans would get number two and number 18. They would get the Heats first and 24, and the Hornets 25 first, which I'm sure would need some protection. But Miami would get Brandon Ingram and Gordon Hayward. And Charlotte would get Duncan Robinson, Zion Williamson,
2: and the Heat 26 second. Who is the third team there? Charlotte Hornets. And they get Zion and what? Duncan Robinson as well as the Heats 2026 20, second. That's interesting. Basically, yeah, you're you're giving up Scoot Henderson
0: to bring in Zion. Pelicans blow it up and start a rebuild. And Miami gets Brandon Ingram and Gordon Hayward.
1: Yeah. I do that one just hinges on is New Orleans gonna go for a rebuild?
0: Yeah, is New Orleans going to – well, so New Orleans, I don't know if you've seen this, wants the number two pick. They want to trade for it. They want to get Scoot <laughs> Henderson. They really believe in him, so they really are trying to get the number two pick.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think if you're going to go for Scoot, you're going to have to give the boot to one of their top players to make that trade happen.
0: And in this, I have them giving the boot to both of their top players. Yeah. Which Zion. I mean, Zion's just too busy having sex
1: with porn stars, so – you play in-, in that situation, you play Ingram at the four.
0: Uh, yeah, play Bam as a small ball five. Yeah, kind of like it. Yeah, you get All Jimmy right, Ingram Bam as your front court,
2: the back court of Tyler Hero and Caleb Martin. Yeah, right, oh, I for... guess Gordon
0: Hayward. Gordon Hayward's also. Oh, yeah, there. I forgot.
2: Uh, what do you got for number three?
0: All right, number three is what I have dubbed the obvious trade. I just think that this trade makes the most sense. So the Heat get Rudy Gobert and the Timberwolves get Bam Adebayo and Caleb Barton. No draft picks traded. I think this one just makes sense, you know?
1: I think this is a very biased trade.
0: (laughs) I think if I was Pat Riley, I would just phone this one in right now. I mean, it just makes so much sense from both teams.
1: They would get former 25-time Defensive Player of the Year, Rudy Gobert. Yeah,
0: exactly. Doesn't that sound like a heat culture guy? He gets to live in Florida. We know Rudy Gobert likes giving people COVID. Damn. Um, And then they wouldn't have the weird front court problem because they would get Bam out of the building and they'd bring in Gobert. Let Minnesota figure out how to run two of those guys together.
1: Who else was coming with Bam, you said? Bam and Caleb Martin. Caleb Martin. Contracts work. Yeah, you got to come the contracts work. Yeah. Um, I think that trade's wishful thinking, but if it happens, I'll be very happy for you. <laughs> yeah. I think the one you said that I like the most, I'd like, ooh, that would be fun, would be the the three-teamer.
0: Not the Gobert trade? I think my favorite's the Gobert trade.
1: <laughs> I just yeah. can't sign off on that trade.
0: Yeah, the, th- the three-teamer, I think, it, like, not only would it be cool, but it also just kind of makes a lot of sense. Pelicans start a rebuild under Scoot Henderson, wave the white flag on the Zion era. Miami gets a a third big player to help out. And Charlotte gets Zion as well as, you know, some future cap room and a a future pick. I mean, Charlotte comes out of this the worst, but then they'll have, I mean, think about the the high pick and roll. You can get with Lonzo and Zion, or not Lonzo, LaMelo and Zion, assuming Zion ever plays basketball.
1: Yeah, I'd rather you have made a trade that ends up with Zion in New York, really, if you're going to move him. You you
0: still want Zion in New York? You know he doesn't play basketball, right?
1: I, I'm i still holding out hope that there's this world where he gets healthy and motivated and becomes what we all thought he was going to be. Yeah,
2: I mean, he's too busy having sex with porn stars. All right. <laughs> so, can I ask you a question? Yeah. So, Bradley Beal. Mm-hmm. Cap hit of...
1: 4.67, followed by 50.2, 53.6, and 57.1. This is a massive cap hit, uh, especially since next season it looks like it's going to be $134 million salary cap. Hasn't played many games in the last four seasons. I mean, hasn't played the most he's played in the last four seasons was 60 in 20- 2020. I mean, his numbers are still... Like, the offensive production is still good. 23.2 points a game. Not a big rebounder. I think of Bradley Beal's a bigger guy, but only averages like four... Like, right under four rebounds a game. Uh, 5.4 assists. Pretty good. Shoots 506 from the field. 365 from three-point percentage. Uh, 842 from free throw, which is embarrassing, if you ask me. Um, what? <laughs> Shooting 80% from free throw is embarrassing? If I have a player and he's and he's under, like, 90%, I'm making him shoot 100 free throws every practice.
0: I got bad news for you about the Knicks, then.
1: Yeah, I know. Uh, what do you play... All those things considered, what is, like, the value in your mind? Like, le- like realistic value of a Bradley Beal?
2: Like, contract-wise? What do you mean?
1: Like, when you take an account... The injury history, of the last few seasons, his massive contract, like, what do you think the wizard's best case scenario at a return is going to be like, do you think that like just based on like what he does do when he plays that they're going to be able to get like a lot for him?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Cause here's, here's the thing about the NBA, the NBA and the NHL share this where everyone that works in the sport used to play in the sport. And so there's always people out there that are like, it's like that scene from Moneyball. Where the the scout's like, now nah, we can't draft that guy. He's got an ugly girlfriend. It shows he has no confidence. Mm-hmm. There will always be an NBA team that's like, that Bradley Beal's got the killer instinct. He's not afraid of the moment. And that's enough of an argument. He's also 29. Yeah,
1: I saw that. He's older than you think. Not you, but older than I think.
2: I didn't realize he was that old.
0: So, yeah, I, like, I... I think that they'll get a good return on him. I think that some people will call it a bad return just because his contract's massive. And so I think that there will be a little bit of give and take there, but like fucking Phoenix is going to pay out the nose because Matt Ishpia is just trading for a fantasy basketball team.
1: Yeah. I I texted you earlier and said that like that contract extension was like one of those like all decade team contract extensions of a, team that really just needed to embrace the rebuild but instead they were like well he's our superstar so we got to give him like this crazy contract and you were like who else would be on that team have you thought of anybody
2: that'd be on that list i mean it's like that's like a quarterback thing Mm -hmm. like basketball it's a
0: little bit harder i mean there's some guys in there uh that if i put my mind to it i'm sure i could i could think of did Russ get a big extension before he left oklahoma Yeah. yeah yeah Um, but that's like a big, like quarterback thing. I mean, like Derek Carr getting paid and shit like that. It's in, in football, when a quarterback is decent, they'll pay him a shitload of money just so that he doesn't go elsewhere. I mean, like every quarterback seems to get two contracts, right? Look at the, the Carson Wentz contract or something like that. Right. So maybe that'll be something to add to the wheel down the line. We'll do like a, Like a draft of guys that were overpaid because they were there that city superstar
2: Mm -hmm.
1: did you have anyone No, russ came to mind i think if memory serves me correct didn't new orleans give ad a big contract before they eventually just ended up trading him
0: yeah but ad was legit he's still legit
1: remember the weird dwight howard saga uh
0: you have to be more specific
1: in orlando when they were like yeah, we're gonna trade him, and they're like, "Nope, we're gonna resign him." And they're like, "Yeah, we're just gonna trade him."
0: <laughs> Dwight Howard,
1: yeah, when he was in Orlando, and he was like the guy.
0: When the fuck was Dwight Howard? Oh, I keep thinking you were saying New Orleans. Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah. I do. Okay,
1: I w- I was just trying to imagine Dwight Howard in uh, a Pelicans jersey. Oh, I have one that's near and dear, close to my heart, and that is as much as I love him, like it's mellow. Oh, I think like, we
0: Chris Stapp's Porzingis.
1: Oh no, we gave him a massive contract at a time where it was like. It's just Melo and no one else. We really need to embrace the rebuild. But James Dolan is bad at everything.
0: All right, that's our time on basketball. Uh, I have put the NBA draft onto the wheel. And so if that pops up, I got I got a game for you. But there's another sport we watch, Mike. Another sport that recently had a championship handed out. Mm-hmm. All right, Mike, I'm going to put 20 minutes on the clock. And we're going to talk a little bit about the Stanley Cup
1: greatest championship in sports. So, the
0: Vegas Golden Knights, the long trek is finally over. They've won the franchise's first Stanley Cup after a whopping 6 years. The Con Smythe goes to Max Pacioretty. The first person to pick up the cup was Mark Stone who handed it off to Riley Smith. Mike, let me hear your Stanley Cup final thoughts. So, Jack Eichel never lost a playoff series.
1: Yeah. Uh, as people who listen to our, you know, earlier test episodes know, I like looking at the advanced numbers, you know? I like not just looking at, like, what team beat Is the team, gonna but how they do thing? it. No, no. And I do that a lot. I didn't do it at all this week for this series because this was, comes down to, this was a much better complete team that matched up really well to just totally... Neutralize what Florida does good, and it wasn't much of a competition.
0: Now Florida, Florida's fairy dust ran out a little bit there. The mouse went back.
1: Yeah, Bob, be- Bob became human, um, and then it with him not making like ridiculous saves. All of a sudden, we realized the flaws in Florida's defense, um, and they just weren't able to cause the chaos with their forecheck and rattle the Vegas Knights like they did other teams. You think Boston
0: is just clutching their pearls? Not clutching their pearls. That's the wrong term. I don't know. Gripping their hands. You know the scene from Invincible where they're like, white knuckles means I'm coming at you? Yeah. Red knuckles means I'm backing off. You think they got that going on right now
2: with uh, what's-his-face who they hired as coach? Um, Hold on. I'm pulling it up. I'm blanking on his name, but I can see
1: his face. I, I know who it is, too, and I'm going to kick myself when you say it Jim Montgomery oh, okay Jimmy M old Jimmy M yeah it doesn't look great when you let go Bruce Cassidy who is a very good coach for you and then for some reason you get rid of him and he goes on to win a Stanley Cup <laughs> the, next uh, year with- the next year you know turns Aiden Hill into a superstar you know it's pretty wild turns
0: every goalkeeper into a superstar
1: yeah I actually have an interesting question about Aiden Hill all right. I don't know if you want me to get to it now, or...
0: go ahead. And if it steps on my question, I'll just erase this part and ask my question like I'm smart.
2: Okay. What team is Aiden Hill playing hockey for next year? San Jose? Nah, they don't have any cap room. Uh... Fuck, who needs a goalie in the East? Boston? You agree that's definitely not Vegas? No, why would they need him?
1: Yeah, because he's going to get paid now somewhere and they still have Logan Thompson on a cheap ass $760,000 rookie deal. Plus once Lanier gets healthy, he's going to be, unless they move him or buy him out or something, he's going to be coming off of LTIR and has a whopping $5 million cap it.
0: Yeah. And they like Brassois played well in limited minutes. They trade for quick. He's all awesome. played fine.
1: Brassois quick and Aiden Hill are all free agents.
0: Yeah. But th- what I'm saying is that obviously in this system, they can put, decent goaltenders and it, it'll work. It's like, it, you know, everyone everyone touts the Bruce Cassidy system and how it turns goalkeepers into Vezina guys, but it's just the it, same thing we had last year with the Avalanche, right? Like, sometimes there's teams you could just put any goalkeeper in and they'll be okay.
1: Yeah, you I mean... Put,
0: you could put anyone in this Vegas system and they'll be fine.
1: I mean, not to discount, Aiden Hill did make some highlight real saves, but Vegas is just did such a good job of not hanging him out to dry um, and letting in all these like crazy high danger chances that it really helped him out. I mean, when you think about the way Florida got past when Florida got past Carolina, like those overtime goals, like there was a lot of situations where, I mean, Frederick Anderson's a good goalie. He's not terrible, but there was a lot of situations where it's like, man, they like hung Anderson out to dry. He was going to have to make like a crazy save there. And he just didn't. So. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I agree. And I think that that's the entire thing that Cassidy brings to your team, right? Is that his system's never going to leave the goaltender up a creek without a paddle. hmm So to sort of change gears here, back to what I said earlier, Conn Smythe goes to Max Pacioretty. Do you think that was the right choice? Did it really go to Max Pacioretty? Didn't it? Oh, no, it went to Marshall no. Shaw. I, know, I was like, did... what are you talking about? No, I, I had I had Max Patchy Ready written down for a different reason, and I think that I, I was looking at that. Okay.
1: Max...
0: <laughs> I wasn't looking at my Con Smythe notes. I was looking at something. I thought it was Marsha So, but... Marshall. Max Patchy Ready ain't even on Vegas. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, yeah, like, the first time you said it, I thought, like, oh, he's making a joke. But then after the second time, I was like, wait, am I living in an alternate universe? Yeah, no, you...
0: it, went, it went to Jonathan and show. Show.
2: <laughs> um, so, do you think that was the right choice? I mean, I think... Yeah, it's... It... There was a few
1: choices you could go up with, and I would agree with all of them. Marsh or so, obviously put up all, like a lot of goals. Um, Our Eichel team. was yeah, Eichel was awesome. I think Bill Carlson was awesome. Mark Stone did a lot underneath the numbers that you wouldn't really see in the way he played. Um, even though we kind of called him out a couple weeks ago, we do have to like you know give him his flowers. Uh, he was like twenty-eight.
0: Now yeah, Flower doesn't play for this team anymore.
1: That's uh, true. Uh, twenty-eight takeaways to like three giveaways. Um, for Mark Stone. So you played really well. I think if you would have went Eichel, Marcia, either one of those would have been like my picks, Aiden Hill, maybe.
0: Aiden Hill had nine goals saved above expected, which is very good for 20 ish games, 19 games.
1: I mean, the numbers he posted throughout the playoffs were better than any of his previous seasons.
0: Yeah. He, very good run. It, it, there's almost, you almost don't have much to say about Vegas because the team was just really fucking good in the playoffs.
1: And they have a lot coming back next year. So I think we'll see a pretty similar team. Don't have a lot of cap space. So they never I mean, do, though. They just are, figure that shit out on the
0: fly. They're yes, like they're the gonna, New Orleans Saints of hockey.
1: They're just going to like Tanya Harding, one expensive player, and be like, ah, oh, bummer, LTIR. Now they've got cap space. <laughs> yeah.
0: Eichel's going to spend 45 games on. LTIR so that they can mm-hmm. sign a third pair defenseman who ends up being a Norris finalist.
1: I believe that move has been branded the, uh, the
2: cooch.
0: Ah, the cooch. Remember when he won the Smythe after doing that? Just that rest your bunch. old guys, man. Might as well. Might as well.
1: Any other, uh, any other Stanley cup thoughts all the way through to the final? Um, no, but kind of like shooting off of that. I do think it's really interesting to see what Florida is going to do in the off season.
0: How much cap space do they
1: have? They're going to, they're going to have room to work. They have a projected like 10 million in cap space.
2: So you're telling me that they get Ivan Barbashev. Projected 10 million in cap space and not really. I mean, Radco Gudis is a free agent,
1: but I, mean, oh, I don't no. think that would be a big problem. Yeah. Gudis is one of my favorite
0: players to see on the ice, though. Like, I, he's a defensive defenseman, but fuck, that beard's awesome, man.
1: Yeah, I wonder if I wonder if you could like convince someone to take Bob off your hands. Ten million dollars for a goalie's wild. How much time's left on his contract? Uh, three more seasons. <laughs> fuck, man, what a man. Good, bad contract. Yeah, as definitely. as great as he played in the first four rounds, what a bad contract. If they won
0: the cup, and Bobrovsky won. Con Smythe, would we officially have to retire calling that contract bad?
1: No, cause he's still thirty four and has three more years left on it,
0: really. Isn't it? Isn't yeah. it that the whole like it's all worth it, no matter what, as long as you win the championship, right? It's like we, you can't call the Anthony Davis trade bad because right. it led to a championship?
2: Yeah, it's I guess the, so. the
0: highest prize in the sport, brother.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess when you Frame it that way, but I mean, I think it would take like one season before that thought would wear off, and we'd be like, "God damn, how are they going to move this ten million dollar contract?" <laughs>
0: yeah. Now, if they can move that and bring in Hellabuck suddenly let them look pretty frisky.
1: I just like, did they not do the math it's on
0: pretty that? Frisky. Uh... Of with kind of pretty frisky. That Florida Panthers kind of look looking pretty frisky.
1: I just, I wonder if they didn't like do the basic addition and were like, "Wait, he'll be thirty-seven when we're still paying him ten million dollars." <laughs>
0: they just looked at uh what's his face smith in edmonton back then
1: and they were like he's 41 and he's still playing i mean they, they looked at craig anderson just just being the heart and soul of the buffalo sabres and they're
2: like we got to get that guy <laughs> all right uh so moving on from stanley cup
0: want to talk a little uh nhl draft or do you have some other off season thoughts
1: i mean i don't know what there's to talk about Just Bedard, 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 Bedard.
0: Bedard one. That one's obvious. Fantilli two. Uh, Fantilli two. At this point, the the big question is where does Michkov go? Oh, to the Buffalo uh, Sabers. You are gambling, man. What what pick do the Sabers have?
2: I believe it's n- I think it's nine.
0: Bull tankathon. They'll tell you. No, nah, they're like eleven or some shit. Let's see. Their odds out on the NHL draft or do American sports books forget about Buffalo
1: Buffalo has 13. And I think it's very plausible for Mitch to fall there and no fucking way. Yeah. No fucking way. People are all freaking out about, you know, how much longer he saw to stay in Russia before he can even come over here. But the Sabres are in a position with so many people still under contract. So many other, prospects highly touted prospects that are playing really well and are going to be coming up soon that they can they can wait that out no problem
0: currently mitchkov is projected to be the number five pick by sports books.
2: to the montreal Canadiens? didn't they take the big name russian last season last draft
0: yeah number one overall mm-hmm. what was his name miroshenko no never mind i'm thinking
2: of a different guy Oh, okay vladimir putin yeah that's who i was thinking <laughs> of hl draft let's see uh
0: yeah uh Slavkosky. that's who i was thinking of oh slovkoski who the fuck's Miroshenko? <laughs> i don't know <laughs> you just make that up Bryce right, slovkoski who's slovenian or slovakia not uh not russian
1: you know, he... Uh, Ivan Miroshenko, he was taken by the Capitals a couple seasons ago.
0: <laughs> well, that makes sense. The Capitals love the fucking Russians.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, you know Slipkosky only had 10 points?
0: Yeah, he didn't have a great rookie Washed. How many games yeah. did he play? 39. Yeah. But he was one of those guys they shut down when they decided to go for the tank. hmm Which worked out really well for them, as we all know, since they have the fifth pick,
2: which you already brought up. Still pretty good. Yeah, still pretty good. Let me ask you this, though uh who do you think wins the calder
1: this
0: season no in five years <laughs>
1: <laughs> um or you mean next year after this draft
0: yeah after this draft we already know oh. who won this season oh
1: yeah that's
2: right sorry <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a moron um no we don't know who won it yet this year do we not wasn't it Beniers?
1: Yeah. It's most likely going to be, but the NHL does like the awards show afterwards. They're not like the boring NBA who like just in the middle of a playoff round two playoff series is like your league MVP. <laughs> I like how you called them boring. Are you going to watch the NFL awards
0: show or are you just going to see what the results were on Twitter? No, I'm just going to Google it. Yeah. So why the fuck is there any difference? Who cares? Just announce it. We already know who's going to win the heart. We already know who's going to win the Norris. We already know who's going to win. Well, I guess we don't know who's going to win the Norris, although it's
2: probably going to be Carlson. Wait, I had a bet already cashed for Carlson to win it. You shouldn't have. You shouldn't have done that. He's just a boy. Are you sure they haven't announced this yet?
1: No, like you can go to their website and they have like the finalists listed.
0: How is that fucking possible?
1: Yeah, I'm on the Sporting Awards, which has an article sport or dot SportingNews.com, and they have an article listing the finalists that was posted on June 13th.
0: I'm on the NHL website. This is blowing my mind right now that they haven't announced this. Yeah, which one of these aids the most poorly? Um, Vesna, I guess, because it's probably going to be Olmark.
1: Yeah, because they do have like all the voting gets like taken care of shortly after the season. God, I what? feel like.
0: Th- why does the picture of McDavid on the NHL website look like a guy who's addicted to illicit drugs?
1: I feel like they should really just like you know they always have like those few days before they kick off the playoffs. Just do the let's announce the awards on one of those days.
0: Yeah, no one gives you, a shit about the season after it's over.
1: Exactly. But next yeah. season's Calder is what you were asking.
0: Yes, because I thought they already announced the seasons.
1: Um, it's gonna be Badad.
0: What if uh, <laughs> what if you had odds on like? Leo Carlson or Adam Fantilli at plus, like, 1100 to 1500 Would you take that?
1: i take Fantilli. Not, um, not a Leo Carlson guy? No. So,
0: you're talking Fantilli in what Anaheim are, there.
1: Yeah, what are, uh, I mean, it depends what you go. If, if Matt Savoy makes the Sabres roster, who knows?
0: I don't even know who the fuck that is. Disgusting. You're not going to say Devin Levy?
1: Oh, I mean, he's winning the Vesna on the heart next year, so I mean, I <laughs> guess he, I guess he gets the Calder too, in that situation. Three,
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no. Let's be <laughs> honest, Evan Levi is only going to play like probably a third of the season and split time with a veteran for his rookie year.
0: Throw him in there for seventy nine games, I say. That's what I says.
1: That's what you says.
0: If a goalie plays seventy nine games, and puts up like a nine oh eight, do you have to give him the Vesna?
1: I feel like seventy nine games would be unreal. Yeah, exactly. For goalie nowadays, yeah.
0: So at that point, you just give that guy the Vesna, right? Like, because he was just like slightly above league average for seventy nine games. Probably not, though. <laughs> no, I mean they, because
2: the weirdest people have their fucking hooks in the Vesna. Go to like James Reimer. In-mer? Reimer. 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 Reimer sounds very
1: like like, like why? Like sounds say? like it. It sounds like an insult sex act that too gave him the old gave him the old winnipeg reamer
0: san jose reamer he's a free agent <laughs> who cares <laughs> who's gonna get reamed is what i'm asking <laughs> who's gonna get hellebuck is what you should be asking oh i mean that one's obvious right is it yeah pittsburgh pittsburgh nah no I'm just saying shit
2: That'd be a you do this thing it. baby yeah
0: do you have a you have a, a vote for who gets hellebuck Man, this segment's been all over the place, but I think it's because I got talking about James Reamer for a while.
1: Yeah, you talk about Reimer, people, so it just got all over the place. Um, uh, I mean, there's been so much talk around Buffalo that they could be interested in. I just don't think.
0: I think you're just in a bubble.
1: I am. Well, when I say talk around Buffalo, I mean like local sports media that just makes up. This is the same sports media that's like, oh, Dalvin Cook coming to Buffalo? And you're like, no, Dalvin Cook not coming to Buffalo. Why are you being dumb? Um. Why? You could have the brothers. I don't know. That was the whole thing. Well, I guess there was a rumor that Cook said he'd like to go to either Miami because he played at Florida State or um, Buffalo. But we already have, like, four running backs and no cap space. So, sorry, bud. Uh, You think
0: the Kings?
2: The Wings? I like the Kings.
0: Yeah, it makes sense, right? They have have everything.
1: I was going to say he'd be a huge upgrade over Corpusala, so.
0: Yeah, or Quick. I know that Quick's not there anymore, but he's not still. There anymore.
1: Yeah. But he uh, was
0: last season. Detroit
1: made, Detroit made their goalie move last year. <laughs> Getting
0: Hussow. Yeah, I mean, I it hasn't worked out yet. I don't think that's the long-term solution there. Is Nedeljkovic still on that team? Like, did they cut him and re-sign him so they could send him down to the minors, or did yeah, someone he's else? A,
1: him? He's a free agent this year.
0: Man, what a fall from grace. That guy almost won the Calder
1: two years in a row. Hmm. He's young. Goalie's mature. He's 27. Fucking old bum. His career's over. (laughs) (laughs) Wash Nadelkovich?
2: Yeah, they
0: cut him. Damn. (laughs) Wash Nadelkovic. You're like eight months late on when the Detroit Red Wings, the team that has nothing, cut him.
1: Maybe Nadelkovich goes to another team in their division.
0: Or Nadelkovich Revenge. He's the next Hellebuck.
1: The next Hellebuck.
0: But yeah. I feel like. Kings or, or, or wings, you know, get Hellebuck okay. in the building
1: there. Yeah. That sounds like it.
0: All right. Well, are you sorry? You had a thought there? I was going to oh, no. cut off that segment. No,
1: you're good. That's about our 20. So.
0: Yeah. I'm gonna cut it off there and we can move over to the wheel. This week, uh, but Mike, I really did just uh, real quick want to get your your quick predictions: who wins the NBA Finals, who wins the Super Bowl, and who wins the uh, Stanley Cup next year?
1: Oh boy, that's a lot you just threw at me. NBA Finals next year, I'm gonna go with. You know what? I know I said I'm not sure it's the beginning of a dynasty, but I'm gonna go with the repeat. Going think, with Denver. I think uh, Joker's gonna be. I think Joker's bringing him the bringing in the trifecta next year. He's getting the uh, MVP he should have won this season. Uh, he's going to get another finals MVP and he's going to get back to back shifts. Super Bowl is going to be the Buffalo Bills. That's not even a question. I don't even know why you'd ask me that. Um, and the Stanley Cup. Greatest prize in sports. The most prestigious prize in sports. I won't be a homer there because that's, you know, unrealistic. Um,.
2: And I'm going to say I really like, off the top of my head, this is when I extend out a question to think of a good answer.
1: I'm trying to think of a team I really, like, I felt like just came up short this year. Like, I don't think it's the Bruins. Like, I think they're going to fall off next year. Toronto's a big question mark. Um Oh no! Yeah, I'm going to say it's going to be a return to dominance by the Colorado Avalanche. Yeah, they have a lot of the pick. yeah. They have a lot of cap space, and and I think they're going to kind of retool this roster. No Landis um, Cog, though. But now they know no Landis Cog all season. All right. You know, so there's
0: there's the official picks. It's, uh, good year Denver, good. Buffalo, and Colorado. So you're saying uh, Mile High City getting two chips?
2: Yeah. You ready to move over to the wheel?
1: Fuck okay, it. The Rockies win the, uh, <laughs> the World I Series. I am asking. I don't give a fuck about Because I don't know baseball. shit about baseball.
0: I don't give a fuck about baseball.
1: Spin that wheel. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
0: Mike, for those of you who don't know out there, here at Talent Alone, we have a wheel we spin for this podcast with a long <laughs> list of potential topics on it that can range anywhere from the full segment to par- part of a segment. Now, these topics range in variety from things as simple as NBA free agency, all the way to the weird, such as arguments against Wimbanyama. So, we'll go ahead and spin the wheel. And that'll tell us our third topic for today, which is...
2: Narrowly, NBA free agency Price is Right game. Ooh, this sounds fun. So this is, I'm getting the timer set up. So as everyone knows, because everyone's seen The Price is Right, the way The Price is
0: Right works is that you take an item and you guess its value and whoever gets closest without going over the value wins. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna take several major free agents or potential free agents from this free agency class in the NBA, and I will give you their max possible contract and what they potentially have to opt out of this year to become a free agent. We'll then guess what they get. And so whoever gets the closest to that without going over the number wins it when the contracts are officially signed.
2: Sounds so- good. All right. Uh- what? What, Mike? <laughs> Sorry. I, I just hiccuped. All right, set the timer. Up, oh, had my uh,
0: cursor on the wrong screen, and instead of saying the timer, I just deleted something. Timer is set. So Mike, we're gonna start off here with the notable name, James Harden, former MVP, mm-hmm. currently has a forty-seven million dollar player option, but there's been talk about him potentially going to the Rockets or maybe signing back with Philadelphia. So I'll tell you that if he declines. The player option he can either get five years 269.9 million dollars which has an average annual value of 46.5 or if he accepts the player option he can get 47 million dollars this year now his i couldn't find the total number of this but his average annual value if he doesn't sign with philadelphia could only go up to $44.5 million because it's 5% raise instead of an 8% raise. So once again, those numbers are, if he signs with Philadelphia, it's five years for two sixty-nine point nine or forty-six point five a year. If he keeps his player option this year, it's $47 million. Or if he signs somewhere else, it'll be four years with an average annual value of 40, $44.5 million as a max. So Mike, what is your guess for what James Harden gets in this offseason?
1: So we are guessing... Like, average annual value, right? You, you can guess average or you can guess total, and I could do some quick math. Either way. Okay. And we don't have to stick with the, like, amount of years that he could
2: possibly get. Nope. Okay. I'm going to say... I've returned to Houston. Four years. I will go four years. But I'm going to say around $39.8 million. Right. So you were guessing 39.8 AAV. So the cheap guess I could do here
0: is that I think that he's going to just sign his player option because I don't think he's going to get as, as much money as he thinks he is on the open market.
1: Why would you take your player option? The player option would just be another year and then he'd be back into negotiations, right?
0: Yeah, but it'd be $47 million, which is the most he could earn next year.
2: I feel like I try to lock up a, like the next few years, you know, finish out my career. This is kind of tough now. Now that we're actually playing the game. Yeah. Because
0: I could say 46.5, right? I could say that he re signs mm. with Philadelphia, gets the five year max. But then if he signs with any other team besides Philadelphia, I lose because I go over. Yeah. But if I say 46.5 a year and he keeps his player option, I also win. So I'm going to go. I'm going to go. With 46.4, so that way I'm not going over in case there's some weird rounding error that I did wrong there. Because I think that he re-signs with
2: Philly. Okay. All right, Mike. Second up. Mm -hmm. The man who is
0: not red-pilled. The man who understands the world we're looking for. The man who sees us all for the sheeple that we actually are. Kyrie Irving. If he re-signs with the Mavs, he can get five years, 272.92 million, which I didn't do the math for some reason, so five divided by 272.9. Oh, did that backwards. 72.9 divided by five is 54.58
2: per year. 54.58 per year. Eight. Eight. Or, if he signs on the open market, he can get four
0: for 201.67, which would be an average annual value of 50.41. So let me write that down, and then I will read you those numbers back again. All right, so average annual value, if he re-signs with the Mavs for a max, would be 54.58 a year. And if he signs as a free agent somewhere... His max value he could get is 50.41 per year. Mike, what is your guess? Oh shit, you know what would make more sense is if I go first, because you went first last time. So I could I could have just one dollared you there. I think the Mavs are going to be highly motivated to re-sign Kyrie. Because, you know, they just traded for him. So I do think that he probably gets. The five-year max, and here's where I have to think strategy here, right? Do I go a little lower and give myself the breathing room here, or do I try to box you out of the five-year max so you can't one-dollar me? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna box you out of the five-year max. I think the the Mavs give them the five-year max. I'm gonna go 54.5 for my guess. Okay.
2: Okay, Adam. Okay. I'm going to, I definitely think he stays with the Mavs. He can get more money that way, get a little more term. You know,
1: trying to recruit Braun to come over.
0: God, imagine a big three of Kyrie, LeBron, and Luka. A, great big three. B, no one is doing shit off ball in that, that system.
1: Yeah. I'll say Mavs five years at 53. Man, you really, you really put yourself in a the corner there, eh? I did, yeah. <laughs> no one puts Michael in a corner.
0: This is like when a bad team uses the same tire strategy as Red Bull. Like, you just can't win. I just already boxed you out of that option. You had to take a different option. I did? No, yeah, you didn't have to, obviously.
1: Yeah, but if Jeez. he takes the Mavs deal, and, and as long as it's under 53, I win, right? Over 53. Over 53. Oh, it's closest without going over. Closest without going over. (laughs) Oh. You really, like, boxed me out by taking max. Yeah,
0: that was the whole strategy. You remember when I talked through my strategy there? (laughs) You want to adjust your answer, or are you sticking with the $1.5 million million margin of error you have between our answers?
1: No, I actually like it. I'm going to stick with it.
0: (laughs) All right. Fucking crazy. He signs
1: for like, you know, 53.5. I'll be dabbing on you.
2: (laughs) Yeah, you sure will. (laughs) All right. Next up, we have Christaps Portizingis. Christaps currently
0: has a. Sorry, I'm uh, doing math. Kristaps currently has a $36 million player option that he can opt out of. If he opts out, the max the Wizards can give him is 4 by 180. I could not find numbers on what his free agent price would be, because not a lot of people are doing journalism on where Kristaps Porzingis may potentially go. So the number we're going to have to go with here is basically... Is he going to do 4 by 180 with the Wizards? Is he going to get his player option or something else? 4 by 180 by the way would be
2: dollars 45, $45, $45 million average annual value. What was his player option? 36 million. 36 million, okay. I feel like he's got to opt out of that. Yeah, I mean
1: well, I mean I guess his agent does some, you know, talks a little bit and he's like, "Hey, I don't think you're going to get 36." anywhere else yeah so
2: can i say how like wild it is how crazy nba contracts have come
1: like every year when every year when free agency starts it's like some role players getting like 25 million like what
2: uh
0: you see how much um xqc the twitch streamer just got paid how much let me see i'll pull this up uh, I will tell you that apparently Porzingis and the Wizards are engaged heavily in talks. Uh, yeah, so, like, some other platform that Kick, which is a new streaming platform, mm-hmm. apparently paid XQC $100 million. Ooh,
1: wow. So, what you just told me about the news of the Wizards is baffling. You wonder why they're a. A bad teams because they're a poorly run franchise. It's Like we're rebuilding, let's go ahead and give dumb money to Kristaps Porzingis and probably Kyle s- Kuzma too. Yeah, I'm gonna say that Porzingis is walking away. Um, he's gonna opt out and he's gonna end up getting like I'm gonna say forty one point five million.
0: Forty one point five. Annual value. I'm gonna say. Ooh, there's two ways I can go about this. If I just say the Wizards re-sign him, I can go slightly over your number and guarantee that if the Wizards re-sign him, I'm good. But, if, the, if he opts out and the Wizards don't re-sign him, I could go low and hope that you're just too high. The news of the Wizards that are deep in talks with him leads me to believe he's going to get re-signed there. And players in the NBA don't get re-signed for less than the max. So I think I'm going to go ahead. Ooh, fuck. Why would they do that? Especially if they trade Beal. You're going to keep Kristaps for four years at $180 million and then trade Beal? That seems so dumb. I'm going to say he walks. I'm going to go low. I'm going to say he walks. He He opts out of his player option and gets like 36.1. So I'm going to go... as his average annual value.
1: So if Let's say his agent's like, hey, I don't think we're going to be able to beat 36 and he's talking to the Wizards and they're like, we want to give you like 30. Couldn't he just be a dick and he's going to be like, I'm going to pick up my player option. You're paying me $36 million this year.
0: Yeah, but I think that if he's talking to the Wizards, the
1: starting point has to be 36. Saying talking to the Wizards makes it sound like he's a crazy person. (laughs)
0: Like if, in, in those contract negotiations, it has to be like, all right, it's either going to be, all right, you're, we're going to extend you past your player option. You'll pick up your player option this year, and then your extension will kick in. Or it'll be, I will opt in my player option, and we can start having the talks that begin with next year, right? And that'd be like a porzingus move. And he would okay, say, I'm cool. not signing with you guys for less than $36.1 million a year or whatever. Mm-hmm. Now, the question is if he's talking, if his agent's talking to people on the free market and there's what they're saying about Chris if they're saying 40 million, 42 million, whatever the the free agency max he can get is,
2: then he'll probably opt out and talk to other people. All right. All right. Next up, we got
0: Freddie Van Vliet. Woo! Freddie Van Vliet. His max possible with Toronto, as he's already opted out of his player option, is five years, 233.16 million, or an average annual value of 46.63. Or if he goes on to be a free agent, it's four years, 172.86, or an average annual value of 43.22. So once again, average annual value if he stays with Toronto, 46.63. Average annual value if he goes to be a free agent, 43.22. I believe it is my guess first this time. Yes, sir. Seeing as how he has already opted out with Toronto, and Toronto is bringing in a new coach who probably wants his own guys. And I would say the only. I don't know. Who's untouchable on the team? Scotty Barnes? OG Ananobi? Pascal Siakam? I think both those guys are probably tradable.
1: Yeah, I'd say Barnes and. Maybe OG, but I think Pascal Siakam is definitely, yeah, a move.
0: So, with that being said, I don't think that there's any way he's re-signing with Toronto for five for 233. So, we're talking free agency money here. Now, is Freddie Van Fleet going to get a four-year max on the free agency market? Absolutely. I think they were looking at something closer to, like, the Jalen Brunson deal. Like, maybe he'll do, like, three years, 30, 32 million a year with a team, and then overperform on that contract. And everyone goes, why in Toronto just sign him for that much? Maybe it would be a little lower, like 3 by 28 a year.
2: I'm going to go 3 by 30. So I'll, I'll say 30 million AAV. Um, I was tempted just to go ahead and say four years gets the max 43.22 but I fear I could go over a little bit doing that so I'm going to bring it down some I'm going to say four years 40.4 <laughs> it's going to be real fucking funny when it's 40.2 and I win all right, Mike. The last one I have on this list here. It's uh, someone who.
0: It's one of those guys that if he does sign with a new team, it'll just look wrong. Draymond Green. Mm. Draymond Green's max with the Warriors right now would be five years, one sixty-four point two, which is an annual average value of thirty-two point eight four million. I do not have numbers on what he would get on the free agency market,
2: but assume three percent less than that. Mike, what is your guess for Draymond Green's contract? This is a toughie because I mean, because he's so tight with Clay and and Steph, you could see the Warriors feeling pressure to you know bring him back, get that done. But I can also see if he does go,
1: him getting overpaid based on reputation and what he's done in the past, not what he, the kind of player he is now. shouldn't even be playing in the league anymore after he tried to kill DeMontis Sabonis, but it's okay. Tried to kill DeMontis bonus, tried to kill Jordan Poole. Tried to stop LeBron from having any more babies.
0: Which I can't blame him for that. If LeBron has any more kids, he's going to be in the league until he's 60, so he can play with those kids.
1: So, I think he's going to come back to uh, Golden State. A little bit of a sweetheart deal. Get good money, but uh, also help them out to have more cap
2: space. And I think it will be around 27.5. 27.5. Now that you've officially put in your guess, uh can I read you off
0: what. Uh, from counting stats, what Draymond Green averaged this year? Yes. Actually, how about this? I'm going to throw you some over-unders on
2: what Draymond Green averaged. Okay. For points. Over, under, 11 and a half. Under.
0: Yeah. You want, do, you, do you know how many points he averaged? Like, eight. Yeah,
2: eight and a half points. Rebounds. Over and under Nine. Slightly under. Your official guess? Yep. 7.2. Assists over under 6.3. Let's say slightly over. Man, you're really good at this.
0: 6.8. You <laughs> nailed all three. Yeah. So Draymond Green averaged
1: 8.5, 7.2, 6.8. You're going to pay that guy almost $30 million a year? He's got history, you know? Steph's gonna stick up for him, try to get try to get his boy paid.
0: Yeah, you gotta maximize Steph. I don't even think they re-signed him. How about that? Is that a take?
1: Is that fucking wild? That's not. At the end of the day, this is a business. You gotta put together a team that can compete. If you know if Steph's and Clay gotta say goodbye, they gotta say goodbye. I think Steph says goodbye to Clay and Draymond.
2: Ooh.
0: I think we're sending Clay out. I think Clay's getting traded. I think that this team needs to be maximized around Steph. And I think you could pull another ring out of that because Steph is still the best shooter in the league. What team's gonna
1: overpay for Clay Thompson?
0: I'm The Washington Wizards seem like a the oh, place. definitely.
1: Imagine a Chris Stops for Clay kind of trade. For some reason, I see him ending up in Charlotte. I have no idea why. I have nothing but, to base That's that where off Steph's of.
0: gonna end up because Steph's
1: from there. Mm.
0: That's definitely a, a Steph Curry move. Is gonna be the, the last two years of his career are on the Hornets. Uh, all right. So my Draymond guess. I'm going to say that we're all really overvaluing Draymond's contract. I think that at this point in his career, Draymond is a lot closer to Udonis Haslam than he is to a Defensive Player of the Year candidate, especially this year. Last year, he might have actually won Defensive Player last year, but this year he did not. He He's,
2: he's lost a step for sure. So I'm going to say he gets signed. For eighteen and a half million a year. Nine mil lower than me. Nine mil. Like a gap. Mm-hmm. Great,
0: great. <laughs> All right. So just to to review our official guesses here, for James Harden, you have an average annual value of thirty nine point six, and I have forty six point four. For Kyrie Irving, I have. 50, well, I'll start with you. You have 53, and then I boxed your ass. Well, actually, I boxed you out, and then you still tried to go for the rebound over me. I have 54.5. For Freddy Van... Oh, sorry, let, let's skip one. For Porzingis, you have 41.5, and I have 36.1. For Freddie Van Vliet, you have 40.4, and I have 30. And for Draymond Green, you have 27.5, and I have 18.5 uh noticeably on here i only went higher on your value on Kyrie and james harden
2: Hmm. all right mike i feel like someone's
1: gonna some team's gonna talk themselves into we're just like a point guard away and you know fred van fleet is that point guard see it i mean that's not insane
2: Mm.
0: uh that is our official time mike so I guess that's the podcast. That's our our first official podcast with theme music and everything. Mike, you got anything coming out this week?
1: Oh, yeah. We got the uh, NBA draft coming up. So I will be posting the latest uh, edition in my Tankology series. And we're going to take a look at the uh, Seattle Supersonics who tanked their way into James Harden and tanked their way out of Seattle and into Oklahoma City Thunder.
0: All right, we also have a combined article going through the Stanley Cup playoffs uh, talking about each team using, I think you should leave quotes. You can follow us on Twitter at Mike, Tal- Talon Mike, is that what it is? Correct. At Talon Alone Mike, as well as at, at Talon Alone Adam. I can't remember my own Twitter. They'll be in the show notes. You can find all of our content at TalonAlone.com. And uh, keep an eye out in the near future. We might have a pro wrestling podcast popping up on a new feed as well as Ooh. some video content on our YouTube channel. Ooh.